0: When should you not say what you want directly? Hi, I'm Linda Ferguson of NLP Canada Training. When I want to learn more about something, often I will offer a session to the people who have trained with me in the past, my pracs and my master MasterPrac community, and together we will learn something new. And last week we focused on when words matter using negatives. Now, when words matter, that's an interesting phrase. Most of what I teach, the bulk, the majority, is that when you are aware of your state and you choose a good state to connect in, when you know what result you want, and when you are in a synchronized connection, and have the attention of somebody else. Most of the times, your words will take care of themselves, which is to say, your brain will do all the calculations on what you want, what state you're in, what connection you're in, and send you words that work. You don't have to choose your words. But when we step back, we'll find that sometimes our brains engage in word patterns that we would like to improve or modify patterns that may have worked in the past but we would like to change so they work even better in the future and one of these patterns that's often taught in the world of neuro-linguistic programming is that negatives which we tend to use a lot which means we talk about things that didn't happen, things that we don't like, things that we find unappealing or unlikely, instead of just describing what we do want, what we are in the middle of, what we could make happen. And there's always this sort of feeling like if you were really good at what you were doing, you would just express it in the positive. And even when some people looked at the slides from the session I gave, they thought that's what I was saying. Just, whenever possible, use direct, clear, sensory-coded language that appeals to the senses that allows people to make a mental representation of what you're saying, and out of that will come clear and effective communication. But here's what we discovered in our session on Friday. The first thing we discovered, not necessarily in the order that day, but in order of importance now, is that we need to apply a principle in NLP that says if you want to change a behavior that is a habit, a behavior you do repeatedly, then the first step is not trying to change the behavior, but identifying the benefit, the truly good thing that comes out of that behavior. Which means that before you decide throw out the negatives you should think about what's happening in your brain body system what's happening in your connection with other people that's leading to you using the negatives in the first place not why are they wrong but why are they right and I could give you the answers you'll get some of them a little bit later on But I think for each of us, those answers will also be different. And so it's important to explore your own answers. When you catch yourself using a phrase that begins with some form of not or un, allow yourself to pause for a moment and go, okay, thank you bigger self for sending me that phrase. What are we trying to do here? What is the good thing? That's coming from that use of language. The second important thing we learned was that we can use negative formulations to connect better with other people. Now on the one hand when you say a negative it is undoubtedly hard to process. If I say don't do what I say, do what I do. You're going, wow, that is so confusing. First of all, I changed the usual saying, which is don't do what I do, do what I say. I said the other way around, so that's confusing. But I started with don't. So you have to figure out what am I saying and then put a big don't in front of it. But... Language doesn't work that way, at least English doesn't. We put the negation at the beginning. So it's a loop backwards. It's really complicated to process. Don't touch that means hear the don't, get the alarm, then imagine touching it and then somehow go back, recall the don't and add the alarm to that imagination of touching that and process all of that together. And while our brain can do things really, really quickly, don't touch that is really a lot more complicated to process than just saying, step back. Because when I say, step back, all you have to do is imagine a step and then go back, but even that is moving in two directions. So what if I said, just stop now, move away from that object and you'll see that all of these little things do make a difference some are much easier to process some are much easier to process in a hurry that's why we don't say don't do that we will stop right so negatives are hard to process but Negatives also come up a lot. Other people are using negatives. Other people are in states where they are more likely to identify, to recognize the things they don't want or don't like than the things that they do. Other people have limits to what they believe that might not be serving them well. So if I say to you, don't think that you are capable of making change quickly. You hear the don't think, but then you have to keep thinking to keep processing what I'm saying. So now you think here, you are capable of making change quickly. And before you can go back and wipe that out, you have to entertain it, it comes into your awareness in the same way as when you say don't touch the hot pot, you have to think about the hot pot and touching it before you think about the don't, right? So we can use negative formations when we want to say something strength-based and positive to somebody who wouldn't necessarily accept it straight up. If I say you are capable of making change quickly, you might want to fight with me. But if I say, I'm not going to say that you are capable of making change quickly, you're like, good, don't say that. But now you're on the frame of thought of making change quickly, of making change easily. So there is a time and a place for using negatives and for using them intentionally. So that first of all, you make rapport with that negative that, that is already probably in the conversation that corresponds to the feeling or the state that the other person is in and then go on to kind of sneak something positive into the conversation where somebody will have to sit with it for a minute. Now this is really important. Because the third thing doesn't come from inside NLP, it comes from social psychology, which shows that we are wired to notice loss more than we notice gain. And so if you have somebody who is in a frenzy about something bad, something that represents a loss or a hurt, and you respond with something equally good, So it's as good as the other thing is bad. You're not going to have rapport, so it's gonna be hard to be heard. But even if you were heard, people would have a real struggle to get there with you. Because human brains process loss with kind of more oomph than we process gain. It takes willpower to change our own framing from negative to positive, from looking at what's wrong or dangerous to looking what's right or possible. But how does that work in communication? We can provide a substitute for willpower for other people with pacing and leading, with moving from their negatives to more positive and then adding our state That lifts them up and gives them energy and gives them a little nudge to say, hey, accept the positive. And that's actually what I did in the previous example, where I started with a negative and then inserted a positive. So you see that the NLP hypnotic technique that's been around for a long time is sort of sneaking in a positive suggestion is now supported by science that says people respond more to loss than to gain. But gain is important. It feels better. Optimism produces better results. So we want to be able to get other people to look at the world more optimistically. And that means starting where they live and then moving to optimism with them and letting them lean in to our mindset while they develop it on their own. I know, it's a lot to think about. We took an hour and a half, and I've given it to you in about 12 minutes. If you want to learn more about how NLP gives you simple ways to think about hard things, come and visit us at nlpcanada.com. I'm Linda Ferguson. Thanks for listening.